Today is a new day, a new month, and a new year, putting the year 2020 behind us, finally. With all the ups and downs and challenges we've experienced, we move into 2021 with potentially some new energies to work with, but ultimately it's always dependent on how we choose to look at things. And we're going to start this month, this year, with the January 2021 Vedic Astrology Horoscope. My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, where I share weekly insights and horoscopes for help, help you understand and work with the energies of the planets and the stars that are influencing us externally, but we always come back to what we can focus on internally. This is where the word quiet mind comes from, the Yoga Sutra, the teaching that Yoga is the stilling of the fluctuations of the mind. So when all the noise and distractions quiet down, we get in touch with our true selves. And that's what we want to get back to in everything we're doing. And there's always going to be external influences. There's always going to be changing weather. And there's always going to be the, the tides and the pole of the moon and the movement of Saturn, which brings discipline and structure into our lives and challenges. And this year, Saturn is going to stay in Capricorn as it has been since March 2020. Now, some of you might know Western astrology. There's a lot of Western astrologers uh, celebrating that Saturn has moved into Aquarius. But if you look up in the sky, use the Night Sky app, look for yourself. It is still in Capricorn and it will stay there until early 2021 when all of this pandemic stuff will really start to clear up. But we can expect. Some more of the same this year, but we do have some movement of Jupiter happening in the spring that's going to help alleviate that. But this month, there's not too many major transits going on. We had Pluto move into Capricorn at the end of uh, December 2020. So that is making major shifts in politics and structures and government. And the whole idea of what is government and politics and structures uh, so we'll get into all of that, but we're going to go through all the major events happening this month, and I'm going to go sign by sign. For those of you in the Vedic Astrology membership, you can watch the video of this as I show you what I'm talking about, and then I'll go sign by sign so you'll understand if you're an Aries rising or Aries moon, how this specifically affects you, or Libra rising, Libra moon, right? So you want to know your rising and your moon sign and listen to the uh, interpretations for both of those. And that's exclusively on the Vedic Astrology membership, which you can check out right now. And this is the last week to join at the founding members discounted price of just $9.97 a month. The price will go up soon and you can get in at the beginning. It's an amazing community of people from around the world that we're all connecting there. And it's going to be really fun to keep growing with that. And I'm also sharing weekly lessons like sun in Aries, sun in Taurus, going through all the planets through signs over the months and years ahead. So for today, this month, we have a few major transits happening. So starting on January 3rd, on Sunday, that's Venus into Sagittarius. And on Monday the 4th, we have Mercury moving into Capricorn. On the 13th, we have a new moon in Sagittarius. On the 14th, we have Sun moving into Capricorn. On the 25th, Mercury in Aquarius. 27th, Venus moves again into Capricorn. And on the 28th, a full moon in Cancer, opposite of all this Saturnine energy in Capricorn. Uh, and then we have Mercury going retrograde at the end of the month. So we end the month with a Mercury retrograde 
It's not too big of a deal. Mercury retrograde happens a lot, uh, but we'll get into all that and what it means for you. And we'll start going day by day through the month of January here. So if you're watching the video, you'll be able to see as I sort of step through the chart here. So we start this month with Jupiter is in, in Capricorn with Saturn and Jupiter is considered debilitated, but there's cancellation. So it's not too bad. But in general, there's this limitation of growth and expansion that's happening most of the year. And that will let up in the spring. But all through this month, expect that when you try to expand and grow out into a new direction, it might not be as easy and flowing and smooth as you'd like. There might be some limitations and setbacks there, especially things to do with uh, your structures. So changing any big life changes there's likely to be some sort of limitations and restrictions around that and delays. And ultimately, that's all for you to learn patience, presence, and finding a sense of inner strength and reserve. And a lot of people, when I look through charts, who have this placement of Saturn and Jupiter in Capricorn together, that Jupiter growth and expansion and optimism and hope and great teachers and leadership and guidance is delayed. And these people become very successful later in life if they learn to navigate that. And they often have periods of uh, contraction and delays and setbacks, but then major, major growth and huge success. So you can have this happen with this transit, which it really doesn't end until the end of 2021. But this month in January, when a lot of people are thinking about goals, you might be thinking about your intentions, you might be setting goals and intentions for the year know that it, you can expect it'll take longer than you expect. So if you think it's going to take five months to do this project, just know that it could take 10 months to do this project or this goal that you have, but act as if you can do it in half the time. I like to think in that in those terms of being a little overly optimistic because we often underestimate what we can do. So if you think it's going to take five months, expect it might take 10 months but act as if it's only going to take one month, right? So try to like, what, how much can I do to move in this direction or be this way or uh, follow this intention now, rather than thinking, oh, well, there's all this bad weather going on this year, these bad transits, so it's going to take forever uh, and I'll just put it off, right? That's not going to make anything happen, of course. But we can expect, you know, every step forward, you're going to be like, oh, I didn't realize I had to take this other step now. So uh, kind of reevaluating that. And that's happening all month and all most of the year, uh, except in the spring and the summer, there's a little bit of letting up on that. And then Mars has just moved into Aries at the end of December. So all this month, Mars is in Aries in January. So this is awesome for New Year's time. Again, you might have that energy and enthusiasm for new health goals, new activities, new exercise goals or diet goals. Mars and Aries gives the ambition and drive and initiative to do that. And with Jupiter and Saturn and Capricorn, this just means you can have really good teachers who keep you on your path. And they can be a bit strict and abrasive at times, but you can really benefit from having guidance that you're following. A system, a structure, a plan, a teacher, a path that you're following will help put all that Mars energy into action and direction towards your goals. So it, you need that sort of wisdom, These somebody wiser, more experienced than you to help keep the optimism and hope alive because it's, it's going to be harder to find it in yourself right now, this month, 
but you do have that initiation and drive and boost to take action. And we have Sun in Sagittarius, which also gives some optimism and hope and that drive and, and that boost of energy as well. <clears throat> and so Venus is joining the Sun in Sagittarius on the 3rd as I hop through the chart here and show those of you watching the video. Uh, so Sun is in Sag with Mercury on the 3rd. And depending on the time, so those of you watching the video, you see it's not quite there yet, but I have to jump ahead a bit in the day and then later in the day. Uh, Sun, Venus, and Mercury all in Sagittarius. So this brings uh, more positive optimism, hope, general uh, ideals, beliefs, values, philosophy, all improved. Uh, love of these things. Um, Mercury's in a friendly sign here. Venus is in a friendly sign here. And the Sun is in a great friend. Uh, the Sun's not super strong. And neither is uh, Venus or Mercury. They're not the super... They're not the strongest planets right now, uh, and they are ultimately ruled by the Saturnine energy. So Saturn is just dominating this year. Capricorn energy is just still dominating this year. Uh, but in general, early this year, so following some sort of, again, a path, a philosophy, a guide, a teacher, something that you respect and admire, uh, some sort of wisdom path. And Venus brings this sense of beauty and enjoyment of that. And Mercury just wanting to think about it, wanting to talk about it, having someone to intellectualize with and philosophize with can be really enriching and rewarding right now. Time in nature. Uh, Venus can represent nature as well. And the sun, your vitality. And Sagittarius is a sense of adventure. So maybe going on a long hike through nature or somewhere you haven't been before, seeing some new views as best you can with the restrictions that are happening right now. That can all be very enriching and rewarding and give you new insight and perspective uh, early this month, really all the way uh, in the first two weeks of the month until the 14th. And then the next transit we have is on the 4th. Mercury joins Saturn and Jupiter in Capricorn. Now, Mercury is an enemy sign here, and it's weak. So not the best place for Mercury to be. And uh, there is likely to be some communication issues. And then we've got Mercury going retrograde at the end of the month. So be a little careful in what you say, how you communicate. Your thinking might not be as clear and sharp as you'd like. So as always, meditation helps so much. Quieting the mind. This is the whole crux of everything I teach. Uh, taking some time in stillness to quiet all the chitter-chatter of the mind, the chitta-vritti of the mind, as they say in the Yoga Sutra, so that you can get back to your still, calm center within. So that's happening all the way from the 4th to the 25th. And then it's just Mercury and Aquarius for about a week. And that's much more positive. So the end of the month, uh, much more positive, clear thinking, much more optimistic in general. Uh, your communication's better. It's easier to communicate, less uh, communication breakdowns. But then on the 30th, it's like you just got to kind of go back over the lessons that you've learned uh, when Mercury goes retrograde all the way till mid-February, almost late February. So this month, not the best for communication after the 4th. Uh, but these first few days of January uh, is a great time to really get in touch with 
what kind of direction you want to go this month and this year. Find the guidance, the path, the teachers. See who's gone before you so you can learn from them. If you want to uh, become a painter, right? find a good course on painting or photographer. Find a course. Find a teacher that you resonate with before the 4th if you can. Uh, and that's going to help set you up for more success throughout the month. So have a path that you're following, something that you really resonate with. And then things stay pretty stable in their place for the next several days, almost for, for nine days there. Then right at the end of the 12th, right into the 13th, so depending on your time zone, we have the new moon in Sagittarius, or it could be right in there in Capricorn. So it's right on the cusp of when that happens, depending on your time zone. So it's right there around midnight. Uh, so the new moon in Sagittarius, moon is in a friendly sign there. That's a positive thing. So this is a good time for, again, clarifying your goals and intentions. If you haven't already by the middle of January, uh, getting some direction and focus and clarity on your direction for the year. And this is an optimistic time. So if you can do that on the 12th, sort of do any sort of new moon rituals you might do, uh, something such as like setting intentions or writing gratitudes or uh, just sort of looking at what you want to create this year and setting clear goals and intentions. It's always good on the new moon to do that. Planting seeds or putting ideas out there or initiating creative projects. This is a good time to do that before the next day when we have all that stuff pile up in Capricorns. We have Mercury, Moon, Jupiter, Saturn, and Sun all in Capricorn. And the moon is in an enemy sign there, ruled by Saturn. The moon and Saturn together create sadness, heaviness, depression. Not the most positive placement. Mercury's in the enemy sign. Sun's in a great enemy sign for a month. So not so positive from the middle of January to the middle of February. So again, this is where we want to remember that we're yogis or practitioners of being self-aware of quieting the mind of not being affected by the pairs of opposites as the bhagavad-gita teaches the yogi is the one who is no longer affected by the pairs of opposites instead we get to choose how to engage with it we get to choose we can go sing and dance in the rain or we can sit inside and feel like there's nothing we can possibly do and sometimes there are a lot of things that we can't control, really pretty much everything we can't control, but we can always control what we choose to put our attention on. Can't even really control the thoughts in the mind. This is what meditation teaches us. We sit in stillness and we say, I'm just going to sit and notice my breath. Oh, suddenly I'm thinking about this and that and this past and the future. So we can't actually even control the thoughts that we think, but we can always control which ones we focus on and what seeds we water and what we choose to put our attention on. So this is where it really, again, is going to be very helpful to have some sort of path that you're on, uh, whether you're in school getting a degree or you're in a career path and you have a mentor or you're learning and you're taking a course. For me personally, I'm always a student based, you know, knowing my own chart, I know that that really works well for me to have a path that I'm following all the time. But for everybody this month in particular, with especially this middle of the month, these, these challenges here, 
it's really, really helps take some of that stress and tension off. Whether you have a therapist or a coach or a guide, somebody who's helping navigate with you. And uh, like the movie, The Matrix, I think about sometimes when uh, Keanu Reeves gets the call at the beginning of the movie and Lawrence Fishburne is just telling him, go left. And he's, he doesn't really know why. Or he just, just trusts his, okay, he trusts, okay, uh, I'm going to go left. And then he goes, you know, this guy's helping him navigate things that he can't even see or doesn't know are there yet. And this is what mentors do for us. This is what Jupiter is, the guru. This is what Saturn is, the teacher. These are teachers who have been there before. They have the wisdom and experience to know if you if you go right, you're going to go down a bad path. And you just don't know that because you haven't been there yet. And, and we need teachers to help us do that. And, and especially if you're setting big goals this year or going into new paths that you haven't gone before, trying new things, it really, it really helps to have a mentor and guide to help guide you through that. I have the Vedic Astrology Mentorship that I'm doing. If, if you want to learn astrology, I've got a really small group there. You can reach out at, at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram if you want to learn more about that or check out the Vedic Astrology Membership. This is a step-by-step -step path, right? It's because I wished it existed. There's so many things I learned about astrology that were all just scattered around uh, and I had to kind of put together a path that really made sense. So I've created that in a way for myself and what I wish existed years ago, but also for you if you're on this path of wanting to study astrology and possibly even be an astrologer. Uh, you don't have to follow my path. You can find someone else. But it really helps this month to have a path that you're on, especially when things get challenging like the middle of the month here. And the new moon, the moon is, uh, again, an enemy sign here ruled by Saturn. So your emotions might be volatile. You might feel down. And it's okay to feel down. This is uh, Stira Sukha Asana is another teaching of the Yoga Sutra, the big core of my philosophy, life philosophy, that sometimes we need more effort and more stability and structure. Sometimes we need more ease and yielding and softness. If we do too much of either one, we're going to run into issues. But if we balance them out, then we can feel more centered and, and we can have access to both when we need them rather than being too rigid and causing damage and injury or too soft and yielding and being harmed by others. So as we move forward now, we've got Sun and Capricorn for a month. So the next big transit is all the way on the 25th. So we're gonna jump ahead here on the chart if you're watching the video. Then we get Mercury moving into Aquarius. I'm going to go into more detail on these transits and the weekly horoscopes and the general energy of things. Uh, but Mercury in Aquarius, more positive. Mercury is in a friendly sign here. It's ultimately ruled by Saturn, as most things are this month from the dispositor perspective. So this is a great time for education, learning, information, discussing ideas, philosophies. Uh, really positive, but it's a short little period as we move ahead to uh, the 27th and we have Venus moving into Capricorn. Now Venus is neutral here in Capricorn. Now, relationships, love, beauty, they all benefit from some sort of order and structure and patience and discipline. So this is teaching us patience in relationships, patience in our artistic expression. And overall, it's neutral, not too bad. Saturn is very strong, and Jupiter is there debilitated with it. Sun is there in an enemy sign. 
So and sun's very weak on that day. So you want to be you know, extra careful with relationships, not spark conflict, not get sucked into dramas and try to focus on uh, maybe creating routines with your partner or meditation practice with your partner, especially around this time. Partner yoga, uh, partner activities, do, going on a date, doing these sort of things on the 27th would be a good way to work with that energy. Then the next big thing is the full moon on the 28th. Uh, it's a, this is again uh, towards the end of the day there. And that's the sun in Capricorn opposite the moon in Cancer. So moon is in its own sign, which is good. But all that Saturn energy right again opposite of it can be a bit oppressive and heavy and saddening. So it can be a bit down and that's okay. Take a bath, do self-care, nourish yourself, and know it's okay to be down sometimes. We all have that experience as part of the contrast of life. But in the full moon in general, good time for gratitude, reflections, and uh, kind of looking back over what you've learned from this month of January and taking a time to pause and reflect and review, especially now when the 30th comes and we have Mercury going retrograde. And it's going to stay retrograde almost a month, a few weeks until the 21st of February. And the retrograde, always a time for review, revision, reflection, and just like the full moon. So this whole last week of the month is a good time for looking back at what you've learned this year, this month of January of setting your intentions and revising your goals. And this is something I do for those of you in the Mindful New Year community version. Uh, we have a monthly check-in. Because goals need to be constantly tended to. We can't just set a goal in January and say, I'm going to write a book this year and then never look at it again, never take action. We've got to stay present with it and keep adjusting and revising and adjusting course. Like a plane most of the time is off course, but overall in the grand scheme, it always gets to where it's going. If it's going from San Francisco to New York, a lot of the time, it's actually not going in a straight line or directly on course to New York. But of course, ultimately, it ends up there. And that's what goals are like. It's We think we're going to write a book, and then we realize we got to do this and that and this step and this step I didn't think about and this other thing. But we stay on course overall to get to that destination. We've got to stay present with it and constantly monitoring, just like a pilot, constantly monitoring the path. So that's what I recommend doing towards the end of the month. And now I'm going to move into the sign-by-sign -sign horoscopes. For those of you who are in the Vedic Astrology membership, you can go over there, or if you're already listening to this on the private podcast link, I'll continue this. But for those of you listening on the general public podcast, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this monthly overview and got some value out of it. Please share with a friend. Subscribe if you aren't already subscribed wherever you listen to this podcast. And you can check out the Vedic Astrology membership at quietmindastrology.com, where you can also get your free birth chart and see where things lay out for you and see where your sign, your rising and your moon sign are. If they're Capricorn, you're definitely going to be feeling a lot of this. And uh, you can also schedule readings there, quietmindastrology.com. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a great month and I look forward to sharing more with you on the next episode of the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.